Are you guys going? Yeah, real good, man. Oh, we were just well. Actually, maybe you can help us because um, mm-hmm. Dano is scaring us a bit with his indecision. We need. Uh, oh yeah. You know how we've been compounding our. Um, I'm just scared. NRL I'm bets. just scared at the moment, Oracle. Yeah. So we're flying at the moment. We are two the, from two from two. Yeah. 166.80. But the AFL is about to start, so we're going to add that in one of those legs Ooh. every week. I know. Risky, risky in round one. <laughs> yeah, Matt. What's, or should we honestly wait till round two? Honestly, because yeah. then you can scope oh. all the teams, Dano. God, that's my, my theory with league and, and my theory with league and AFL is always wait two rounds because I've been going against what my head says and it's been coming off in the NRL tipping. So I'm I'm all it's always risky, particularly first round. So I'm with Dano on this. Didn't really seem to worry us. Well, that's true. Is there any morals though in the AFL there, Dano? That There's you not can a see? moral to be cited. There's oh, well, two games we've narrowed it down to. Melbourne is it or nor- Sydney. Is it, no, we're oh, not, you're not going, going to go. Not going north over west coast. No, I'm going win. Jesus, Oracle. <laughs> uh, oh, so you're looking at the demons or Sydney? Swans. Yeah. How, have you been watching the trials, Dano? Mm, a little bit. I haven't been going that hard on it, to be honest with you. Okay. Have you seen the odds well, for this week, Oracle? They're pretty. It's pretty close. Pretty to even. Them, so it? it's so even. But we were thinking um, the demons with that ruck combination um, and that midfield. Should be able to mm. just dominate. But then Dano got scared and then he wants to see Sydney's team list to see if they'll beat the Gold Coast. What about like a try bet? Like either team by X number of points oh, or less? Fucking hell. That's fucked. That's <laughs> fucked. Settle down on <laughs> no, record. Like, like a Collingwood <laughs> we play, Geelong We plan on turning this into five grand. <laughs> like a, like a line. No, nah, not a line. You can go either point, either team by like one to twenty-four. I think it starts and yeah. stuff like that. Oh, that's yeah. just fucked, or but, but 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 if one team gets a roll on, if Sydney Swans come out and just fucking pump Gold Coast, then you get done. Well, that's the other thing is, and that's the worry is like if if certain teams are like underdone with fitness, then they're just going to get cooked in the fourth quarter, and games can blow out and all that kind of stuff. We, we're, we're, we're gonna we, as we went through the games, it, like every one seemed fucking risky. Every one of them. Mm. I think Sydney, just, I, Sydney's my favourite. Yeah. Got, see, I've got a bit of a hard-on for Melbourne. I, when you started talking Melbourne stuff that I didn't even know what you were talking about, I was like, fucking now. I'm yeah, like, the Ruckman combo, that may have yeah. never been seen before. I'd be more inclined to go Essendon over Hawthorne. But for me, that's, that's, that's putting too much, uh, relying too much on another stinker to do another stinker, right? Essendon aren't that bad. Hawks suck. Essendon are the most unreliable team in the AFL, I reckon. They can be, that's true. Are they the New Zealand Warriors? They don't, go, have a, they don't have a brand. <laughs> I'd rather go with, you know, with something that, elite. That, that um, Western Bulldogs. Western Bulldogs are like top four, right? Western Bulldogs played in the grand final two years ago and they had a bit of a... And they top yes. four last year? No. Nah. What? 
No, they're like, last they were, year they were they were oh, average. They fell, didn't they fall off the cliff last year at the end? Yeah. yeah. But they were real but good. They're, they're, carried, they're, they're, they're still yeah. good, yeah. They're anyway, carried by bonds, bonds. We're gonna we'll, we'll have to let him think about it, but we're worried. We are worried. All right. Well, wait. To, are the teams list out, Dano? Nah, they're not. Which is shit. They're tomorrow, tomorrow night's games team list is out, but that's a hard one. Well, you're not even going to go with tomorrow night's game anyway. That's probably one of the closest games of the weekend anyway. Yeah, it's going to be hard. Now, now Oracle, Oracle, have you have you got a moral just to, to start us off? No, hang on. Can you, can, <laughs> there won't be any nah. gun to the heads this week. No, no, can you, a moral for got, tonight. He's pulled out his he's pulled out his six shooter and he's put it to your head immediately. <laughs> Do you have like a moral for tonight, Dano? I need something. Oh, I have a moral I'm tonight. Struggling Oracle, like the, oh. So, so it's the Cheltenham Hurdle um, <laughs> Festival. Oh, I am liking this Oracle. I'm in dire straits in my gambling career. I'm I, a bit against hurdles. <laughs> I don't know if I want to Chel- promote hurdling on this show. To be honest, it's up to you. It's up to you. I'm happy. To, I'm happy. I'm happy to give. Dan no, no, one go. Just no, I go for it. I've on. got the sports bet account. I'll go. For it. Please. So I'm, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with my my heritage. So Cheltenham Race One Gaelic Warrior. You're a Gaelic boy. McCann. Hang on. So I go Cheltenham, race one, Gaelic warrior. Oh, I can't find it because I'm... Where is that? Oh, is this the trots? No, this is the hurdles. So it's the long distance oh, jumps. Ch- oh, ch- Where the fuck? How do oh, we find you, that? you got to go to tomorrow's races. <laughs> oh, it's tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. It starts at 12.30. So trained by Willie Mullins, arguably one of the the best trainers um, of of jumpers going around. Seven dollars. I really like dollars. Mm. What's it called? One that's one that's last start by like four lengths, and the start before that by fifteen lengths. It's it's not imperate pass, is it? What sorry? Gaelic warrior. Gaelic warrior. Oh, okay. So the other one is trained by Willie Mullins as well, the favourite. Yeah, he'll train. He'll train a few. Most of them, they won't all return to the stable. Probably not. A few deaths. Take a good look at this field because it's the last you'll see of some of them. <laughs> last time you'll see 30% of them. <laughs> so I do I do concede, obviously, Gaelic was last start ridden by um, Townsend, who's obviously on the favourite there with Willie Mullins. I just like Gaelic Warrior. I think he's a good horse. Oracle, is it a moral? 73 it's- kilograms. Fucking sorry, Oracle. <laughs> I fucking put Dano on it. Jesus Christ! He's <laughs> oh. <laughs> got you talking. I, I don't know if we've spoken about this, but can you can you tell me why the fuck they feel the need to put so much weight on these things when they're going to run and jump hurdles? You want the honest truth? I don't even know. I really couldn't oh, tell you. I don't know. No one knows. <laughs> I don't reckon they know. God, that's it's so odd. It does my head in? But anyway, that's a that's a seven dollar winner. <laughs> Moving on, I've done it. Done it. I know I've got a moral for you. Any, I've got two morals for you this weekend anyway. Hang on. Two and a half units on Gaelic Warrior. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do it as well. Hang on. Uh, I've just got... You just have a win. Hang on. No, 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 I haven't. All right. You got another one tomorrow, do you? No, not tomorrow for the weekend. All right. So I've lost your run sheet, by the way. In the, I lost it in the ether of the um, group chat, so... Do you want me to send it down to you? Yeah, maybe send it over. Done. Yeah, it gets it gets pretty deep into it, doesn't it? I'm t- I'm t- I'll type the notes tonight. 
Oh, you don't. You know, we're not going to get Dano'd at all. Well, well, um, nah, Dano's rooted. Fuck. <laughs> Dano said he's oh, rooted. What's happened? Do we have a note? Do we have oh. a notepad? Give, give me a notepad. I'll, I'll write. I'll write fucking eloquently as well. I'll try to write. He's really got nice. low testosterone levels. Oh damn it! And he's... <laughs> he's got real neat writing. Yeah, he's some tizzy. Some TRT. Need to get him on the TRT. No, he does have the neatest writing I've ever seen in my life. It's ridiculous, isn't it? It's incredible. I actually had an ultrasound on my sack, which I should have spoke about. Oh, is that that, that what's happened? I've had had one. That's what's happened. Do you guys want to hear it? Yeah. Let's record. So I've got got some groin. I've got some groin. Um, slash testicular problems at the moment. Is that what's happened? Yeah, maybe. Is that why you could? Okay, sorry. Go on, <laughs> Minga. I might be fucked. <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> so I've gone to the docks, right? And I've got these pains through the pelvis area where, where the where the nut attaches to the string, where the string attaches to the pelvis area. Yeah. And I went to the docks. They call that the banjo. No, the banjo's on your cock. Oh, sorry. Um, the cello. So I went, they referred me to get an ultrasound. I went in there not, actually, firstly, when I went to the doctor, I told the guy my symptoms and he goes, mate, sorry, mate. He's about my age. He goes, sorry, mate. You have to fucking lie on the bed, pull your pants down. So I'm pants jocked at the knees, butt naked on the bed. Bloke standing over me, just puts the gloves on, starts playing with my balls. Nice. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck. Was it, was it a weird heart on? Yeah, it was weird. And I was like, I was like mate, so I'm so sorry. And he's like, nah, it's fuck. Don't worry about it. Refers me to the thing, ultrasound. And on the ultrasound referral, it said scrotum and groin. Mm. And I'm thinking, fuck, like I'm not, my balls aren't that sore. Did he not apologise back when you apologised? He apologised first, then I apologised when he was actually oh, grabbing. Oh, yeah, I was going to say. It should be mutual apologies. Yeah, and then... I went in for the ultrasound and the thing said scrotum, which I was shattered about because I thought it was more of a groin issue. And uh, it was a lady and she started off by just saying, leave your jocks on. And she was like doing my stomach and stuff, like fully with the gel and rubbing the thing on me. Have you had it, Corbs? Yeah. She, did she shave you? Mm-hmm. No, she didn't shave me, but she... <laughs> she. Uh, oh, you're she missing goes, out. She, yeah, you're missing out, Minga. <laughs> and then... What? She put it... She She put the... She said, oh, can you, sorry, you're going to have to take your pants off. Took them off, lied there. She just lathered me in gel. <laughs> and was just rubbing the thing on me. Honestly, I reckon it went for like half an hour. Sounds I, like Hong's massage. So, oh. <laughs> 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 yeah, well, I'm guessing it was, what are we talking about? I'm guessing it was similar. And yeah, she's rubbing the thing on me. And then she, she eventually had to do, not the gooch, but, Bottom under sack. Yeah, yeah. She she grabs a paper towel, grabs my my cock, like with and, and your nuts. At no, just cock. Yeah. Passes me the towel, hands my hands my own cock to me. Yeah. In the towel, <laughs> and hands my own cock to me and says, "Can you hold this over here? Hold your cock over." So here. I have to hold my cock over there, and she and like sort of. Half spread, and then she got me to like <laughs> what, like like a uh, birthing position. <laughs> she got me. Were, to, you, were you in birth? And, and, and I don't know. I don't really understand, but it must bring bring the muscles closer to the surface. But I had to like it does yeah. I had to tense. I do sit ups. 
So I'm holding. I've got one hand on the cock. She's got one hand on the on the sack. Holy fuck, man! And I'm doing I'm doing sit ups. <laughs> wow. Yeah, for probably half an hour, and then oh, how much did this cost you? Oh, and I've paid for this, and then Where did, where's his personal trainer? And then, and then at the end, she goes, and then at the end, I had to. She goes, "Can you just get on your side?" Because she had to ultrasound my hips around my hips. So I had my ass in her face on my side, and I thought, "Fuck, I feel so vulnerable in this position." And she, then she got me to put my arm over my head, so I was on my side with. You know, if you picture yourself like in the fetal position with the arm, the higher arm over my head. So I was, I was so vulnerable and she was just rubbing my, rubbing my side with the thing, putting gel on me. And then I had to flip around and do it again. And then she goes, all right, Daniel. She kept saying, sorry. And <laughs> sorry, sorry. I hope you were apologising And I was like, oh, so, oh Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. sorry, and then the on. <laughs> sorry, sorry for the little stiffy, and then and then she goes, um, she pulled out all these paper towels, and she goes, I'm just gonna leave you in here. <laughs> finish, <laughs> finish yourself off. <laughs> she goes, you can finish yourself off, and uh, <laughs> I'll be back in two minutes. <laughs> she said, I'll give you, How long do you need? I said, Oh, just give me about ten minutes. <laughs> She's like, oh, that's long. <laughs> yeah, so then I'm in there just like wiping this shit off me. Um, oh, it was just so it sucked. Oh, anyway, my God. Was, what Can you – sorry. What was what the was episode? I got my results today actually called me. Um, what did they tell you? No, they couldn't find anything. <laughs> it's good But nuts. you got a pain. Yeah, I do, yeah. It's been there for like a month. They for say you, they say you were a coward. I said, mate, you're actually just a coward. <laughs> they said, um, can we just? Oh, one thing we didn't go through is it. Can we just check your transaction history of your sports bet account, please. <laughs> <laughs> what are these? Uh, one. What are these one dollar? What are these one dollar stakes here? Oh, this ex- this explains everything. <laughs> uh, the one dollar stakes are long gone. I wish I was still doing that. <laughs> oh God, so you're all right? I don't know. You, how often are you getting the pain? It's like all day. Constant. Yeah, all constant, day. It's constant ache. What, what is it like an ache or is it like a shooting burning no, it's, pain? It's an, ache. it's an ache. It's happening right now. Wow. Yeah. Most common when sitting? It's, it's sort of all the time. The only time I feel okay is probably when I wake up. Do you know, I would I feel like I I was getting that. Um I, don't, this, I feel like this is turning into a men's health podcast, but I I was I was getting that, I reckon. Over the years, for a little bit, that ache in my in one of my strings, yeah, um, and it would it it wasn't like an all day thing though, but it would come and go, um, but I don't get it anymore. Apparently, you can get you know thrombosis that you get in your leg and stuff. Is it called what's it called? Thrombosis. Thrombosis. Yeah. TBT. You can get it in the string, uh, and and you can get. They would have ruled that out, wouldn't they? I think the ultrasound ultrasound was meant to pick that up. Yeah. Because I thought it might be because I don't wear jocks all the time. You know, you just, if if your balls are just hanging and swinging around, not ideal. How they're meant to be. Well, you are meant to wear, I think you are meant to support don't think. I don't think mankind was meant to wear underpants. Well, I don't know, Minga, but I've heard that it does create problems from people. It's not done. 
Well, wearing, not wearing underpants would create problems. I've heard people tell me that they had stomach pains and issues. They've gone to the doctor and found out it's because they're not wearing jocks. And then they Fuck go. off, dude. Yeah, no, that is the biggest G up. That's the, that's the doctor just saying, oh, I've got no idea and I'm going to give him a read. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've actually heard that they should be supported as well, something yeah. similar. No, no way. It's pretty funny. Like Not not that like that's medical, blah, blah, but I've heard the thing of like, oh, you don't wear jocks. I'm like, no, nah, fucking wear boxes. Like, isn't when, not like, you know, obviously the more fitted ones, but so they can breathe and knock around, you know, and then. Someone's like, oh, yeah. you never wear jocks, mate. That's kind of fucking... My dad gave me a lecture <laughs> recently about it. Yeah, but dad's only, dad's well, only wore jocks. Know, yeah, man. dad dad's, wears triangles, right? Dad's so do only I. wore triangles. So do I, but <laughs> he stopped wearing them. Got sore stomach, went to the doctor. Doctor was like, mate, you're being fucking free yeah, yeah. But that's probably because his nuts were so used to being hugged. Yes, probably. And then, he, and then he's... He's released them down. And maybe, maybe that's... <laughs> maybe you just need to wear, like, let him hang more and get used to it. That's... I'm, I'm with Connie on this one. But you've, yeah. had, you've, you've been letting them hang for years, haven't you? I have. I don't know. Nah, I reckon you, we'll, we'll just sit on we'll get we'll, we'll come back to this. We'll yeah. solve this riddle. I actually remember <laughs> one of the early days, Mingo, me and you were in here doing a podcast and I told you about my sore nut. That's the date I was dating it back to when I was telling the doctor because that's the time I remember talking about it. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. You don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Corbs wasn't here. It was just me and you one dark night. Mm. Um, yeah, well, look, I, don't, I, I wish you the best. I think you'll be all right, though. Mm. You told me I might need to do a semen test. Oh, why? I don't know. There's something in it. They're just going to look at everything. They're going to rule everything. They'll probably look at your pudendal nerve as well there, Dana. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> the pudendal. Oracle could look at it for you. If you <laughs> had a, Oracle, I'd let you examine <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so pretty weird stuff going on there, guys. All right. What are you thinking of, yeah? Sorry about that. God, that was a good story, Bart. Yeah. I reckon you're going to be – you'll be sweet, man. Thanks. If you're not, come back on the podcast in a couple of weeks and tell us. (laughs) (laughs) He said I shouldn't have – it shouldn't be like nut cancer. No. Too young. And when he examined my sack, he said he would have felt something. He also said – oh. He said, you don't have pain, but you have the testicular cancer. No Fuck, I better go get it checked out. <laughs> and that's the only, I think that's the only one we can get at our age. Like, not the only, like, not literally the only one, but it's the More only common. one of risk at our age. I don't know how you're meant to know if you've got it, though, if you don't feel pain. What do you do? Maybe, sw- like, visual swelling and stuff, I guess. Oh, yeah, you might get a little lump. In the meantime, Oracle. Hey, um, one more thing. Yeah. He was referring to fiddling with my, like, nuts and stuff today. Like, we spoke about the – and that, that felt really weird. Yeah, like, it was funny how he brought it up as well. well like, when I was uh, yeah, he examining actually said the, uh, yeah. the scrotum. Um. He, so he really remembered, like, every little nook and cranny in the sack. And he was, like, telling me how <laughs> I would have reacted differently when he did these certain things to me. Anyway, yeah, cool. It was like the way the light bounced <laughs> off that right testicle. <laughs> Magical. Yeah. The chicken skin. The right nut. <laughs> <laughs> the, the light just danced off the chicken skin. The dimples. Skin. <laughs> the chicken skin. Bigger than the usual. The way your scrotum retracted. <laughs> A healthy amount of dimple. 
Um, anyway, yeah. Oracle, let's uh, do a bit of review of last weekend, shall we? And even though we probably all don't want to. Don't, don't no, do it. No. Let's do a quick one. No, no don't no, even do it. Don't all right, do all right, it. all right, all right. Simple as that, not good enough. That's what I've written down. Yeah, I apologise to all the listeners. Simple as that. It was shit out. We had a Quinella that we didn't back, and you got on Zoe's promise, thank God, but I didn't get on Zoe's promise, so that was a bit annoying. So I don't think there's much else to talk about in terms of our betting or my betting side of things more than anything. Yeah, look, but it we, happens. You're you going to get them on those days, but that's what racing is, you know? So exactly. You can't We've be had a couple right. of good weeks. You can't, yeah. every week, you you can't be right every week. No. And then, and when you are right, at least you're giving us winners that are, you know, can pick and derby better winners. than $2 or $1.90, you know? That's true. It's all right. We'll, we'll bounce back this weekend. I'm, I'm confident we, are, we will. Okay, great. So, Rose Hill this weekend. Uh, oh, no. Well, let's just talk about... Um, Sorry, Rose yeah. Hill last weekend. Sorry. What What about Espiona breaking the Group One hoodoo and that pissed me off? Shit me off. <laughs> that pissed me right off. It's in, it's been in my black book. Didn't back it last week and didn't back it the week. Was it the week Isn't before? She, she's she's a head. She's a headache. Fucking dip my head in. I couldn't believe it won the two weeks ago or three weeks ago. I was like, oh yeah, but, that one. Oh, but I just said to gonna... myself, it won last week, a uh, last race. It's not going to fucking do it again. And it did it again, and I left. And it I out just said, I, I, I had, I just said, I don't think it's going to go the Sydney way. Like I think a lot of, a lot of good racing uh, judges said, and we had they going to face. And look at the jockey who had to do it as well, our boy Michael D. Mm-hmm. Like isn't he on fire? Oh, he's flying! I'll, he's I'll bring good. him up. I'll bring him up later, and when we talk about Rose Hill this week, because. He's a bit scary, and I think when we're talking quaddy numbers, Dano, we're going to have to put everything Michael D's riding in there, even if it's at big odds. Is, hey, is Dean Holland racing nah. again this weekend, filling in? No, nah. is Carl? Uh, I think he'll be. I think he'll. I'll have to look. He'll be looking. He'll probably be racing more out towards the provincials on the Saturday. Yeah, Obviously, we only have the we only have the fields for the the metro meet, so I haven't seen his name listed anywhere at um, Mooney Valley. But he he filled in last week, didn't he, and won the bloody oh. Wasn't that incredible? That was actually incredible. Jamie. Jamie Carr goes out, and then I was just he drove trolling. Down. He drove. No, I think he, I think he was there already. Oh, was he? But, they said yeah. he drove. So but he must have drove. But there I was just for the thing. Yeah. yeah, he was there, and he was just light enough to take the How ride. Good that is, I'm like, pissed. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was literally just trolling through social media, like finding out who's going to be riding um, Bella Nipotina and. Um, in secret in, in the new market. And then Dean Holland comes up. I was like, shit, what's going on here? And then apparently James Cummins spent about 25 minutes in the jockey room. They were just going through all of her tapes, talking about her as a her, so little quirks and everything like that. And James Cummins just said, yeah, Dean took my instructions and executed them and the rest is history. He said he went a little bit early on her, but he said just because she was just going so well, he thought, you know what, I'm just going to put this race away. And there was the smart decision because it was a huge win, she posted, I think, a really good figure on Dan O'Sullivan's weight for age scale. So if you're looking towards, say, a TJ with her, she's right into it with Giga Kick. Yeah, she was always going to be hard to beat at that weight. Oh, yeah. And we met – well, we said that. Look, like, two, well, who were our selections? We had In Secret, Lofty Strike, and Bornus Notches. And yeah. what were we? First, third, and uh, – I did. don't know yeah, where Bornus Notches finished, yeah. I think sixth, maybe, maybe seventh or not, but it was in that first half of the field. So all those three-year-olds stepped up in, in against those beer, those open-class horses, and it was good. Um, 
Steel City, uh, oh. another one that was unlucky to start before this one last weekend, and um, I was finally never, broke I was, it. Yeah, I was always backing oh. it after after watching it not get out because it just looked like it had so much to give. That race well, when got I, unlucky. When you saw the tactics and they said where they're likely to roll forward, I was like, sweet. So they're not going to get stuck on the barrier. So I thought, you know what, Regan can can position her up and um, just behind the speed and see. How, and then she ended up taking the lead, and then she ended up running a three lengths quicker time than Shinzo on the same day. And everyone was talking up Shinzo after his win in the in the Pango Pango, and then she comes out and does that. So I think she's really up into it. Um, in the slipper market and we'll, we'll touch on that down the track, but she was very good. And I think she finally, she, after a lot of unlucky runs, she finally broke that maiden. She did it in really, really good style as well. Uh, one of your morals for the weekend did get up though. Um, Zoo gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Too good. Simple as that. Easy. She was. Easy, but you saw easy, her loom buddy. at the top of the straight and then she probably peaked on her run and we know that she had a, um, like I guess a, a dis disrupted pre- preparation because she missed her first up run and she went to that um, surround stakes underdone and it showed like she really ran really well and then I think she was still slightly underdone. So I don't know where um, Waller's going to go with her now. Like if he, is, is she being aimed for a Doncaster or something like that? I don't know. Um, but I guess we'll wait and see. Yeah, now another one we've been on in the past um, but we didn't get on this time, um, Scalapini. Now he let us down at the Gold Coast when he was first up. Um, and since then he's come to Flemington both times and just absolutely belted them. I'm pretty sure he's now three from three over the 1400 meters at Flemington and he's won pretty dominantly at group two, group three, um, level down there. So I think he carried the big weight that day. Um, tough barrier too. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, it wasn't, it was wide. Yeah, it was wide. Yeah. Um, it was just too good, simple as that. And I think he got a good price. I know one of the boys in the punters club said, oh, I'm going to get on it, and he got on it and would have been one of the easiest watches he's ever had. Yeah, he's a gun. I can't, I, I can't believe he let us down at the Gold Coast that day. But I mm. know, uh, oh, I oh, know. <laughs> Getting beaten by 11-11. No, fucking hell. Anyway, <laughs> now, bait is a proper racehorse, you think? So it's actually called V8. So V8, that's right. Yeah. How good was V8? I was on it. Um, huge figures. So that, that final, so it's second race start, that final 200, I think maybe even the 400 metres was like group three, group two level. Now so this, that horse. This, this is the race where there was the fall, yeah? Yep. Yeah, this was the fall race. Yeah, for Dubenico. Yep. And I forget what Jamie Carr was on in that race. But um, yeah, this was the yeah. fall race. Yeah, I just remember watching that race and I was on Dubenico De- and I just looked away and then I looked back at the screen and then the horse was gone. <laughs> just yeah. disappeared. And I was like, yeah, it was, where's my horse? Yeah, it wasn't great. It was I don't like seeing that. And then hearing about Jamie Carr having to be heavily sedated so mm. um, to reduce brain activity and risk the, the risk of swelling getting worse was pretty heavy. Like I don't, I don't like hearing that. And oh, obviously Craig Williams being the, the larrikin that he is was just posting photos left, right and centre on socials with his broken clavicle. Um, he could be back quick, pretty quickly, and it wouldn't surprise me if he's back for the the last weekend of the the championships. Because um, depending on the the type of break to your, to your clavicle, you, you can come back pretty relatively quickly if the bone unions really really well. Yeah, we hope um, Jamie Carr heals up quickly too because she Absolutely. is 
a specimen. And um, she rides she better than most of the blokes. So we'd love to see her back soon. Fit exactly. Healthy. Even if I can't catch her, but she's a wonderful rider and, um, yeah, speedy recovery to her. Uh, now, horses to follow. What do you? What did you? What caught your <laughs> eye? What about Zarek again? So remember, he came up the rails first up, nabbed everyone, broke the quaddy for everyone, and then almost knocked off protagonist in that race. The the boom horse from Willie Haggis that J Mac was riding. So I think heading towards like a, I'm not sure if he's going to be going towards a Tankard or if he's going towards a Sydney Cup, but either way, he's really firing this prep, and I'm keen to see him over a bit further around the maybe 2,400 meters. We'll see. Yeah, I've. I'm starting to ha- hate him, but yeah, yeah, I think no, I can I, counteract that by backing him. Yeah, because he, I think he's around. I think he's around the twenty six thirty ish dollars for the um, for the Tankred. You'll be coming up against our boy Gold Trip, so I think he's he's up in markets down there. And I'm just having a look at the markets now, and he's about fifteen dollars for the Sydney Cup. Now I think because he's not a Group One winner, he'll carry a light weight in the Sydney, um, Sydney Cup. But let's wait and see. But I think he's heading in the right direction, definitely. Yep. Yep. And he's definitely one to follow. Um, Cannonball, another one you liked? Cannonball was huge. Now, I think the Snowdens, because I think he's been hampered. I don't think he likes a heavy deck. So a lot of his failures have come on on soft or, or heavy decks. And then on on Saturday in the in the kinder in the sorry, not the kindergarten, the I think it was McCartan Stakes, the Maurice McCartan Stakes. Either way, he knocked off a Thelric, Quick Tempo, Cold Crusher, Clemenceau, who was the, the boom horse who had the, the money in, in your match, Shelby 66. Put him away really, really easily um, over 1,300. And I think it's just safe to say that any if he gets a soft five or worse, just lay the shit out of him. If he's got a good deck and the right race shape, I think he's a really, really good horse. Now, he's actually running this weekend, funnily enough, in the Group 1 Galaxy. So... Obviously, the Snowdens have a decent opinion of him to run him there. Um, they probably think he's come up this prep. I don't know. But um, he's carrying 50 kilos in that galaxy, and um, he's drawn drawn the inside pole. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah. Interesting. It was an impressive run by him. So got to have him in the quaddy. Yeah. It, well, I'll, I'll, we'll talk about the, the quaddy there, Corbs, when it comes to that galaxy because I've got a few little angles there, and I think we can rule out a few horses um, in that race. Nice, I like that. Okay, Dream Hour, that was another one? Yeah, so Dream Hour was in that Is It Me, Zoe's Promise race that was won by Meridius. Now, if you watch the race, he was in the Australian Bloodstock Colours right out the back. So he was already off He was off the bit very, very early. But I feel like he, he really, really savaged the line. And I really want I, – I couldn't find any sectional data because I don't have a, have a subscription to the Melbourne one. But um, you – you could see that he was absolutely trucking to the line and I wouldn't mind seeing him over, say, the, the 1,600 metres next start at, say, a Sandown or, um, or even even Flemington again if, if, we could, if we could get it. Okay. So let's get into this weekend. Huge yep. weekend ahead. Uh, Rose, Massive. Rose Hill. You want to start there? Yeah, so let's just start with Rose Hill. So there's no rain expected on between now and Saturday. There might be the occasional shower or something like that, but it's not going to affect the way the track is... Um, going to be i guess uh the rail is in the plus two meter position so we're just two meters out from the true um again soft six currently but i expect to be racing on a good four come race day 
I also expect um, a lot of the races to be dictated by pattern rather than um, than having a leader bias because I, I really like Rose Hill at the moment. I think it's paying just as well as, as um, Randwick. So I think we, if your horses are things that get back and those sort of things, so I wouldn't be worried there at Rose Hill this weekend. Okay. Um, what do we got? For? We got five group ones there, three group threes, I reckon, and a race. Yeah, I reckon we start with race two and then we just make our way through. There's a few little races that I, I'll touch on briefly, but um, I reckon we touch on the big group ones and then maybe do the body numbers as well. Five group ones. Jesus. H- huge day, isn't it? Huge day. <laughs> I feel like we say it every weekend, but... Well, which we're coming into the autumn carnival, which is just so good, isn't it? It's just so good. The best horses are getting around. So far, we've had really, really good weather and tracks are playing really, really well. So it's really dream. It's the dream racing situation for all all supporters. Yeah, so um, this second race. Um, the Manion Cup. Mm, so you'll, you'll see a lot of these horses probably um, head towards maybe the Sydney Cup. Um, down the track. So a lot of these horses are handicappers. So um, this is being a, a group three. So they probably won't get a huge um, handicap or a weight increase if they do win this race. So I think we can touch on the first horse, uh, Sir Lucan. So uh, he was really, really good in that Randwick City Stakes by Nash, took the lead. Bullfinch um, came at him and he just kept trucking to the line. I thought it was a really, really nice win. I know when he came out here in Australia, there was a big, big boom on him. So he he duly saluted. He's actually won two from three second up and Nash sticks. He does go up a little bit in weight though. Yeah, he was um, really impressive. I was on him actually. Yeah, I got on him as well. I just thought um, big boom. Did really, really well in that Melbourne Cup. And you're seeing all these horses, this this Melbourne Cup just gone. You're seeing all the horses that have ran in like Emissary, Gold Trip, all of those horses are actually bouncing out of it. So it's confirming the high rating um, calibre of the race. So it's it's looking really good moving forward. Yeah, and another horse that was really good that's got four kilos uh, relief on him in this race, Almania. Yeah, so I really, really like Almania in this race. So... That it, it, it was. It's on the quick backup after racing in a BM seventy eight over nineteen hundred meters last weekend at Rose Hill. Now Dylan Gibbons was on that day. Um, I really like Stroke of Luck. I didn't back it, but I really like Stroke of Luck that day. Um, stepping up in trip and and getting the lightweight claim and with Reese Jones. So Stroke of Luck um, took the lead at the top of the straight. Was doing really really well, and then Almania just trucked to the line. I thought it was a really really nice run, and. I think on the quick backup up to 2,400 metres is going to be really well in its favour. Dylan Gibbons sticks, big weight drop. Now, you, I would have loved to be checking the the markets when the, they came out just after lunch because he was $11 opening and now he's into 440. Okay. Oh, God. Jeez. Yeah, so there, there has been support. So I can I can understand why. Um, and he, to me, is the probably arguably the only danger to Sir Lucan. However, there is glory days there with Michael Dion, which is very, very scary. Is, it, is Almania probably your um, pick of that race, you'd say? Oh, if, we, if you're doing gun to your head stuff, <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah, but and I, also we've got high Mosian with um, – that was the Ren third in the Melbourne Cup. Mm, yeah, exactly. Now, he was first up behind Right You Are, three and a, I think just three lengths behind um, Ahmad. So he was he crossed the line with Ahmad. Ahmad came out and run third in the um, Adelaide Cup on Monday. 
So there's certainly a lot of form lines around, and then we've got Bowen Clare in that race as well. So I think it's a, I think it's a really, really good race. There's a lot of different form lines coming around. I do have the, there's like five horses leading there. I've got Glory Days, Labau, Torrance, Salukan, and Alacan all rolling forward. So you could probably see Glory Days there as well. So I just think it sets up for something on the lightweight, which is Almania, and I think he was really, really good last start. But again, I'm, I probably won't be betting in the race being a stayers race. Yeah. Yeah, no, it looks like a great race. Um, but, yeah, we'll, we'll move on from that. Looks tricky. Yeah, yeah uh, really tough race. Now, race three. So, race three is the, the opponent stakes for um, from three-year-olds and upwards, fillies and mares, set weights and penalties. Uh, there's two horses in my black book in this race that I both really like. So, I thought Pink Ivory was immense first up behind Thalassophile, carried the 53 kilos and really, really stuck on well and, just went down to Thalassophile by 0.04 of a length. I think comfortably has the measure of Thalassophile um, stepping up in trip. And I think the reason why Thalassophile is favourite is because of J-Mac Factor. So that's one horse that I'm really, really keen on. Um, I think it's a jockey upgrade as well. Tommy Sherry up to Brenton Abdullah, which is a really, really good thing. She's drawn really, really nicely just to, just to kind of truck across and I'm concerned to see whether Thalassophile ends up with the map because she has drawn inside but she's more a get back run on horse so I don't know we, we're interesting to see with the map and then we've got Sandstock because you know you boys we were we were on it last start uh, was very very good first up at Kensington the BM72 and then went to Warwick Farm same sort of grade and then um, stepped up uh, in weight and then still smashed through to the line. So I have concerns with that horse stepping from, from 1,400 metres to 1,900 metres. So it is a it is a 33% increase in distance. So I don't know. Um, two black bookies, if I had to gun my head, Pink Ivory, I think will win this race. Pink Ivory with that second up form as well. Two for two. Two from two. Huge. So exactly. So last of all, we've, um, we had a crack we- at it a while ago and it let us down and then it, I went for it again, yeah, and it let me, let us down again, and then it's come out in one, two in a row. I'm starting to really not like it. Yeah, well, let's just bank on it losing, and then it's back. Um, you can back probably Pink Ivory and put a saber on Sandstock and pray and hope one of them gets up. Yep, I like it. So, race four? Race four. So, this is the Rose Hill Guinea. So, annoyingly, this was the race that uh, Virtuous Circle was originally nommed for. And I think I told you boys that I took a nice, decent all-in price for it in this race. And Liam Howley came out this morning saying, the horse has come so well through that last race that we're going to aim for the Group 1 Australian Cup. So really, really annoying. We've got Manzois in this race, however, who we did put in the black book after finishing in the third last fastest last 200 metres of this Randwick Guineas. Now, my only concern with – well, i got two concerns with him. One being the fact that – one, yeah, well, let's go to the smaller one first. Fuck. Is the Randwick, the Randwick, <laughs> the Randwick oh, Guineas didn't rate, didn't rate very well as, as a race. So when you're looking comparable figures for the day and, and for historical data, it didn't actually race very well. So when you look at it like oh. that, you've got Manzois, Lindemann, Machilate, Williamsburg, a lot of these horses you can put pens through purely for the fact that the race didn't rate very well. Um and then we'll just talk about fucking Voldemort being on them as well. Fuck. Shits me. <laughs> yeah, well, and, fuck. Uh, and out of what? all the jockeys in Australia, you could have put on <laughs> Manzois. 
And what annoys me is Timmy Clark rode at last start and he doesn't have a ride in this race. God, that would I would love if Timmy Clark was on man's oysters second up. Oh, it would have been way better. But <laughs> it's just like can no. he just fuck can he just fuck off to the provincials? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can, I reckon like South South New South Wales country. Go south, go west. I reckon Queen Band. Like, you know, Crew or, orange. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just go down there, mate, because you're not doing it. You're not doing much good up here. It's nice country around there. It is. I've just, come, I've, just, I've just come back from there. It's really nice. Send him to a chuka. <laughs> yeah, or, yeah, let's just go across the border. Because he's still riding at 8.6%. Like, he's oh, had 455 help. rides this, this season for 39 wins. He's got a bit better. The last few weeks yeah, since I've we've been bagging that. the shit out of him. I'm going to keep bagging the shit out of him until he gets in form, and then do I'll, you think I'll he hit. can? Yeah. Do you think he can win? Do you think like? Yeah, I don't know. What, what, but man, looking at this race, God, there's some nice horses in it. Yeah. I so Pericles, I think, is very overrated and overplayed in this market purely for the fact that you've got J Mac on, Godolphin flying. Yeah, um, coming up from there, Elliptical is a really good horse. I thought he's quite unlucky in that Australian Guineas. There, um, he he crossed the line with Jack and O and and Virtuous Circle. So I think he certainly can make a case for him. I think this race is quite junk to be honest, and I don't want to have a bet in this race. And I really, really couldn't give you an angle either. So if you said guns in my head, I'll probably take the I'll take the bullet to be honest because <laughs> wow. I just really. I, Okay. I can't, I can't, I can't separate these horses. No, I'm it like, does look like I'd be that. throwing something on fucking Osbred Rising Sun to place. <laughs> what was that? I'd be throwing something on Osbred Rising Sun to place. You could. Brett Pebbles riding really, really well. Did run third to to Pericles last start in that Group Two Autumn Classic over eighteen hundred meters. So you could make a case for the horse. He, he, the horse has never missed the trifecta in its entire career. So you could definitely, definitely make a case for that Corbs. Um, yeah, tough race. I tell Very you what, race. man's always any other different jockey in the country, and I'd be having a go at the place of those place odds. Oh yeah, but, definitely. Yeah. But any other jockey. But now, no, nah, we got we got to stick to our rule. Fuck. Okay. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's so no, that's a no bet race. I right? look at the race and I really want to bet in it, but I just I I don't yeah, like you said, I don't know if it's a good idea. Well, he's life banned for me now. So anything he's on, even if it's like my own horse, which will never happen, I'm not betting on it. I've just life banned him. So no, it's, I can't. No, I can't handle it. No bet for race four. No bet for race four. No bet for race five either. I found this race incredibly challenging, but I do want to make note of a horse called, called Cool Jakey, who I've got a really good opinion of. Okay, he's down there at 18, 18 to one, number eleven. Got Josh Carr on, who we're all big fans of. Mark Newman's absolutely flying. I really like him drawn in barrier six. I think he can take the lead, take the running up here. Um, I think Cinderella Days will cross with Clippo on, but I do really like Cool Jakey, and he put up a really, really good figure in a BM64, and I think it was uh, mid, early to mid March. Um, really good figure. He was backed in like as if he was unbeatable. He carried 60 and a half kilos and Julie saluted really, really nicely by about two lengths. So now he drops back four kilos, stays at the same trip. He's race fit. 
He's drawn those inside barriers. I think he'll lead this race, and if, if he could give a really good um, sight there from that inside barrier, I do understand. Obviously, Spacewalk is a very, very classy horse. Dassing Legend is coming out of the Fireball, which was won very, very well. Um, Economics is a good horse. Ran third to Dashing Legends in that Fireball, and then you got Cody Swiss Exile resuming. Opal Ridges trial relatively nicely, and then you got Tony Golden with Natuno. Like Ryan Maloney's actually gone down to to Rose Hill, I think, to ride Natuno. So I know Tony Golden's got a big opinion on it. So, yeah, I, I think it's a really tough race. I've also got Sacred Satano in my black book after its really decent run behind passive-aggressive over the 1,000 metres. So in my notes, I thought he was really good. Step up and trip would be nice. But look who's on it. Oh. <laughs> Fuck! It fucking shits me. And it's like Chad's... <laughs> like Chad, Chad Schofield was on that, was on him last start and doesn't have it. He took Swiss exile. So I'm like, oh, mate, come on. Right. I, can't catch, I can't catch a break. So <laughs> if if guns in my head in this race, I'd be going cool, Jakey, more to the place, maybe a one by three play with him. But um, tough race, very tough race. Yeah, I like that though. Cool. Like in a tough race, um, why not go something paying seventeen dollars? Just have, just have a little, a little place. half half unit, um, even a unit on, and just go a little bit more on the place. And and you know where he's going to be in run. You know he's going to be up on speed, so he's going to give you a good sight. And obviously, if they run him down, we're good on them. But we know that he's going to see out a strong twelve hundred meters because he is race fit, carrying the big weight. So I think he'll give you a really really good sight. And yeah, don't be surprised if he does salute on the weekend. Oh. I'm going it no matter what. I've got to have a little play at that, you know? Like, so much yeah, for a no-bet race. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've almost talked myself into backing Look Cool Jakey just for a small little play. Actually, yeah. I will probably. Yeah. I probably will. Oh, definitely. I'm crossing out the no-bet thing and I've got Cool Jakey and I've got GTH next to it, gun to head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. All right, so race six now. This is a fucking fantastic-looking race. We've got Isn't the Randbet Stakes. Huge. huge. Now, there's a... What I love about this race is there's a lot of different angles. So you've got a couple of um, internationals making their first um, starts here in Australia. So you've got Dubai Honor here for, for William Haggis. Now we know William Haggis with um, his horses. He's come out here and been very, very successful. So he doesn't bring them out for a tea party, that's for sure. Now, when you look at this horse, his best form is over 2,000, 2,400 metres, and he's got some really cracking form lines. Like he's run into Bay Bridge, Bayed, um, Adaya, uh, Monster Darth, uh, Shira, and Loves Only You, and he's well-travelled. So we know the horses can perform when travelling. He's got Ryan Moore, who's a very, very good jockey on his day. He's actually had a decent amount of success here in Australia. It's not super, but it's not as bad as Frankie Dottori or um, uh, who's our mate, Corbs again? William Buick. Um, yeah, so I really Traders. like him as a horse, and I can see why he's, he's $4.50 in the mark because there's so many unknowns about him and whether or not he's settled in. Um, Muwanga was so good second up in that uh, Chipping Norton behind Animo. So he led up that field with um, with Knight's Order and he was the only one of those leading horses just to still kick on and he was really, really coming to the line nicely. And I think as he's got a bit older, I think he's got really, really dour and I think he's looking for that 2,000 metres and maybe a little bit longer. So he's a really good horse and I think he's right in the market as well. Nice. Uh, Ray yeah, Nash on as Dower, well. Dower is a word that I like to hear. And I asked you a couple of weeks ago, do you think Moanga will ever win a race again? And I think he's really, um, you know, 
he's kind of building towards it. So, yeah, and I'm surprised that they've come here to the Rambit. I thought they might wait a week and, and go to that Australian Cup because if you look at the Australian Cup all in market, there's there's a few horses you can put a pen through. There's a few horses who I know aren't going there. So I think what, I'm not sure what price you can get him on. He'd probably be second favourite to be honest, but we won't see. Yeah, but um, it's interesting that they popped up here. You've then got Raise You, who's um, from Ireland. Uh, you've got Joseph O'Brien now. This horse has really good form over 2,400 metres plus. So this might be short of his trip, and we know that this is in his grand final. So I wouldn't be launching into him or anything like that. But, um, uh, yeah, it's interesting to see. And then he's got good form around a really good star in Cyprios, who's who's knocked off some, some of the best stayers. I love a good Irish horse. Um, yeah. They'd so probably excel in the wet, wouldn't they? Yeah. So, yeah, Raise You, had, surprisingly, he's won more, just as many starts on the good as he has the soft and has actually never won on the heavy. But yeah. he's by Lope to Vegas. So, yeah, he's never uh, – yeah, we'll wait and see. He, to his credit, like those trips that he he's have been under his best trip, so you could probably could be forgiving of them. Okay. And that brings us to the to the favourite gold trip. Mark Zara comes up. Horse was immense first up behind Steinem and Keats. Oh, no, sorry, beat Keats. Um, Emissary has obviously come out and, and raced since. Didn't do a great deal, but um, came out. But I think the gold trip is is looking prime to getting to 2,000 metres. He was really, really good second up last prep. I thought he was just peaked on his run. I love him in this race. I'm just waiting for the mail to come through regarding it all. But... Um, he could be a bet potentially for us. Yeah. Um, I'm excited about that. Yeah. I, yeah so um, he, could, he could be a bet for us, definitely. Do you think um, being the Melbourne Cup winner and that, and we've talked about before how they don't usually bounce back with much success after doing that, do you think he could be a bit of an anomaly? I think in recent times, well, I think I said before, we're like this Melbourne Cup that's just been run last year was a really, really high rating race. So essentially what that means is the quality of the race is very high relative to other Melbourne Cups and times and all that kind of stuff, like when they take into all the, the conditions. So it's it's rated really, really highly, which suggests to me that the race has had a good quality field and a lot of horses are actually bouncing out of it very well. So it might just be one of those cups where everything's worked out perfectly and, and you can see the gold trips now. Just he's, It's almost like he's settled into Australia. Mark Zara knows him like the back of his hand. Like it's a, it's a, it's a really good placement and I'm glad they came here and I think they'll roll into the tankard after this. And if he wins on this day, I think he'll start maybe with a two, two maybe even a one in front of his name come tankard time. No, oh, don't do that to us. Yeah, so if, if you really like him today, I know he's going to the Tancred. So if you really like him on Saturday, I would be backing him in the Tancred as well. So oh. take the odds now because he'll start shorter if he wins the race. And then if he if for some reason he doesn't win on Saturday, um, at least you've got a good price and then you can just, I don't know, just use it as a, as a saver if you like something else that comes out of this race really nicely. He, he's currently $3.50 on Sportsbet. Who's the second favourite, Corbs? King Frankel. Yeah. Oh, who's third? At, at, at $8. Sharp, who's third, sharp and smart. Fourth favourite? I don't even know if Pro- Sharp and Smart's coming. Protagonist. Oh, that's a launch job then. Incentivise. Like Im- Incentivise isn't coming back. Yep. Um, emissary. I wish Incentivise didn't come back. 
Oh, I think he's coming back, but I don't think he's coming back for the autumn there. Look at these other ones so that are all at 15s. There's a Missouri, Francesco Gardi, Montefilia, no compromise, Solcombe. Like, he's got lengths on them. There you go. So I would be taking that 350 now. I'm going to I'm gonna shop around, actually. I'm going to shop around. I'm gonna go, <laughs> Ned's always gives me a good boost from my dad's account. Just take it. I, I honestly... I. Because we know what happens. Like, weather's not an issue for him. He's going to handle the soft going. He loves the soft going. So if we end up with a wet thing, it's only going to enhance his chances more. Take all that right. bet. All right, so that's a tip. The tank red, get on gold trip in the early market. Take it. Take the 354 bucks. If you can get a boost of the 450, that's a bet every day of the week. All right, fantastic. Should we go to race seven, the start of the quaddy? Yep, first seven, Animo Moral. Uh, actually, you know what though, <laughs> Animo should win this, but Chuck Kerwin's landing because he's our he's our black booker. Yeah, sixty one dollars he's paying. Wow, chuck chuck him in there. He's got a good first up, um, good second up record, great uh, distance record, and he's won up the track and trip before. I'm not sure if it's a jockey upgrade and getting gun on from Chad Schofield, but I still think he's a he's a good right. Um, a good horse, Fangirl. Obviously, we know he's heading towards a Doncaster. Keeps Voldemort, which sucks. Um. Yeah, I can't see anything beating Animo. What is interesting that I find this is Osipenko and Communist could have gone to that Rosewood Guineas and pissed it in, but they've come here. So it's interesting to see that Miss Friedman and Chris Waller have, uh, have opted to come here. I'm not sure why, but um, I don't know. Maybe they're aiming towards the Doncaster, both of them. So you would be chucking uh, Animo and Kerwins, did you say? Yeah, yeah. And or, I think, or, or the, just I think the big Animo out, maybe. Um, you'd probably just stand Animo out, but I oh, personally put Kerwin's for, in. I reckon it's for mental health, marks. for mental health reasons, I'd probably put Kerwin's in because you've got to remember that Animo champion horse. Don't question that he is stepping back a hundred meters. He did win in Chipping Norton sixteen hundred meters, and is he now looking for two thousand meters? I know Winks has followed this prep for what four or five seasons, but Animo's not Winks. He's awesome. He's a champion horse, but he's not Winks. So. I'd chuck Kerwin's in just in case because I really liked his run. I do, though, what you got to remember is this is um, wait for age. So Kerwin's lane goes from – he stays at the same weight, but he's got to concede weight to younger horses, things like Golden Mile, Communist, and, and Ospenko. Yeah, and um, we've got this Levante thing. Mm-hmm. You think you can run a race here? Yeah, well, I did. I did give shit to the um, um, New Zealand form. I do concede that, but I just don't think he's a top liner. Like Imperatriz and um, who was the other one? Legato. They seem like top liners. Like Imperatriz um, absolutely gave Winburn to to Levante, and I think it was six length third. I think in a in one of the fourteen hundred meter races over there in New Zealand. So yeah. I don't think it's up to Animo's level, but I certainly think, like, you can see by the price, $27, that the, the market obviously doesn't um, like its chances, that's for sure. I'm just a bit weary of these Kiwis after the last couple yeah. of weeks. Well, they're, they're stepping up, which is good. They haven't traditionally done it, but they're stepping up this year. The two from, well, what, one from two with one being a really, really good race. All right, so, yep, Animo and Kerwin's Lane. Now, I'm now, excited for this, Cody. I was going to touch on Arturis because Arturis oh, yeah, is oh, scary. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I was going to say, I, I was looking at that, but um, distance and track never ran a place. Yep, and he doesn't have Zach Purton on. Yep. Does have MZ, though. Like, MZ, a wonderful jockey, but that ride from Zach Purton was a 20 out of 10. Mm. 
last and start. And I guess we and run the risk of, um, you know, not considering that maybe he's just come back enormous and he's ready exactly. to do some damage. Exactly. So you could, for mental health reasons, put him in the quaddie as well, particularly with the fact that he's going up in trip from 1,300 to to 1,500. And the sectionals obviously confirm that he probably can step up in trip. Animo stepping back 100 metres, you could probably chuck him in for mental health reasons if you want to. Yeah, I don't think I will. <laughs> nah, I just think Animo's too good. Did you hear the news about Zach Burton this week, though, um, today, though? He's coming home. No, he's been booked for Giga Kick in the TJ. Oh, oh wow. Yeah, so he got booked because obviously Craig's going to p- probably be out for that first day at least. So, yeah, Zach's coming home. He's going to ride Giga Kick. Huge. That's awesome. I'll be on that. Yeah. Yeah, so that'd be good. So, yeah, quality numbers. Is Dano still there? He's been very quiet. No, sorry, he's gone. Yeah, that's right. Well, Corbs just put one. I reckon we just go one and three in the quad. Yeah, I've got it. Because we've got it. it. We're going to have to go wide next leg, I reckon. Yeah, so race eight, the golden slipper. The slipper. Here we go. So do you want to just touch on on each horse and I'll just give a brief comment or what? what how do you want to touch on this? Well, I just want to say um, – Learning to fly at $7 and Cylinder coming in at $5, to me, is a big mistake by the bookies. And how is still City $17? I understand the, the barrier, barrier, but the yeah. but the figure, like, if you look at, like, I know I, I mentioned it to you last week um, when we were touching on it there, Con, that, like, not many gold slipper winners come uh, come back a week later or come back from the week before and, and win it the next week. But I looked into the data and I was completely wrong. Kiyomichi, which only, what, four or five years ago, ended up um, coming out and winning a week later after winning the Magic Knight. So it's certainly recently, it's it's happened before. You're going in the quality, so, that's for sure. Yeah. Now, you can see Cylinder, obviously, and I think he's rightly favoured. I think his second prep, he's come up really, really nicely. He's put some really good figures ahead. Um, he's running really nice. He's got J-Mac on. He's, 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 he's drawn really well. But what you've got to look at is how it, did you guys see the first prep of Cylinder and who ended up beating him second up in 26th of November last year? Little, little bro speed him by one and a half lengths or 1.2 lengths. Yeah, okay. Uh, and Michael D rode him. Little bros at oh. ten, 10 and 320s. Yeah, so – that we'll touch on that. So I think Little Brosie's a really good. And I, I think I said to to Con when we did the review, like I didn't really like the Blue Diamond moving forward. But the more I look into this race, like Steel City's come out of that Blue Diamond and blitz them the next start. Don Corleone, I think, is a really really live chance in this race. Um, Dubenico obviously was was unlucky and had the fall, but. Yeah, I, I, I really think that he's a really good chance, little Brosy, and I think he's drawn really, really nicely. I think he can just park up. I think he can kind of almost like park in next to learning to find Cylinder, and it'll depend on where those guys land, which will be interesting. Now, I'm in, this is an absolutely wide-open race, probably one of the most wide-open races we've spoken about in a while, but mm. I'm an eye guy, and... Sure, it doesn't work for me all the time, but I'm always going to follow my eye. And I'll tell you right now, mm-hmm. I'm going to have $100 on learning to fly at $7. What sort of unit staking is that for you? Is that a big Is that a that's big a, unit? That's a pulling that out of my <laughs> weekly paycheck. Fuck yes. Yeah, so that's like a be is that, and is dropping it, it is, on it because I got it because it's... That's a launch. Is this a, is this a con launch? Yeah. 
I just I don't I don't know about you guys, but that horse to me just looks like such a champion. Like just the way it moves. Like I don't and like I've said before, like previously on this potty, I've seen it in its three starts get like all sorts of fucking different scenarios that it's had to overcome. Mm. And it's overcome yeah. every single one. And I just think that that is uh, – if you're going to give me $7 for that thing to win a race like this, like from barrier four, I, I'm just going to launch at that because I think like all it needs is a good ride and it'll show its class. Like I think it just moves like a better horse than any of these. And as long as you get got luck on your side, like, wow, $7. Like you're I'm, fucking kidding I'm, me, I'm, aren't you? I wouldn't talk you out of that, kind. I think my only concern with learning to fly is was last start a gut buster for her and will she come back flat? Mm. It looked like a gut buster. Yeah, to me as well there, Corbs, I thought. And I thought, well, look at Facile. So Facile's in the market, what, 35 to 1? Can you see it? So he's yeah. got an injury cloud now. So it's got, it's the, it's got to undergo a vet examination leading up to the race. So my concern for learning to fly is that gut buster and, but I do say that she's done everything right. She's been awesome. And do you know what I would love is for Chad Schofield to kick her up, all right, get her, get her because she's drawn really nicely, use that gate and then really make red resistance work because red resistance is out there, Barrier 17, So Steel City in 15. Like you've got a few horses who we know will roll forward out there, Facile's out there, even Exploring's outside of it. I would love for Chad to kick up and hold that rail position with learning to fly and keep them wide because you're ready for this. I'll give you a stat. 17 out of the last 19 slipper winners have been on the rails coming around the bend. Fucking <laughs> hell, that's huge Jesus. stat. So if you're looking at it like that, learning to fly, win, like I don't see Cylinder kicking up from that. I don't think it has the gate speed nor the early early muster. Um, I think if he can do that and set up the horse perfectly, that would be amazing because we know exploring is going to roll over and we know red resistance. It only knows one way. It's just going to roll forward. Yeah. Yeah. I really like it. I think as long as it gets a good ride, it's going to, it's going to be there. But yeah, like you said, could have been a gut buster. I don't know. I think it could be, I think it could be a champion and champions just, but again, yeah, it, it could be a gut buster. But like you said, the price that you're getting about it to find out, like really it's, it's pretty good, isn't it? Oh, 100%. Seven I, I would never would have thought um, after the, that its first three starts that it would be coming into this race at $7. I understand yeah. that like people might be concerned after that last start, but also like in races, especially in races like that with a small field, like things can just like, you know, happen a bit differently and the race just not get run, you know, the way it needs. And it can just give something like that Basile Tiger, you know, the kind yeah. of to be able to put learning to fly under pressure like that. But the way learning to fly responded when it was under that immense pressure, I just thought was elite, which is something you just don't see from horses that aren't just champions, really. And not, not from a young two-year-old either. Yeah. You can see it from some horse, like, you know, alligator blood, like he, he gets eyeballed, you know you're going to get absolute 100% ticker from him. But from a, a horse who was having three race starts, she's shown just an incredible amount of maturity that you don't see in younger horses very often. Yeah. And I don't know if Cylinder's been tested like that, to be honest. Like, I, I mean, 
I thought she was. I thought learning to fly was done. Watching that race, watching the last hundred and fifty meters, I'm like, oh, I reckon mm. it's done. or two hundred meters, I'm like, oh, it's done here. And then it how it pushed back, I was like, oh wow, that's fucking incredible. Yeah, yeah, I know where your head's at, Corbs. I can't wait. But yeah, I'm 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 the same. I'm I'm weary of it, but I'm def- I'll probably definitely have a little giggle at that at each way because. Mm. I think you got to have a little bit on Steel City at, at seven dollars. Oh, sure, they'll be they'll, they'll well. be they'll be my two bets. So I feel like if if you're looking at purely from a betting perspective, I think you're gonna like in a quaddy perspective. Should we try and get Cylinder beaten? Yep, hundred percent. I reckon. Oh, well, let's chuck. Do you ready, Corbs? You got here. Hold on. Here we go. So we'll, I reckon we're gonna just try and get a double digit one to win this and, and try and get Cylinder beaten. Because it, like, and this is this is my justification. If you're looking at all the figures that every single two year old has put up this prep, not one figure has blown the clock away or blown the figure away, and that includes cylinder. So for us to look at this field and go, you know what, you're four dollars, and the rest of the field outside of learning to fly double digits or greater, like the market discrepancy is huge. Yes, we've got J Mac, and yes, we've drawn inside, but he could get cluttered up amongst horses. Who knows? Yeah, big and chance. be riding for luck. So I'd be chucking in learning to fly corps. I chuck in little brosy. I'll just go. Um, I'll go numbers. So I'm um because I'm writing them. Oh, sorry, Corbs. Let's yeah, right. yeah, let's go ten one. Yep. I think Don Corleone. Let's chuck in four. Yep. I think King's Gambit. So King's Gambit gives me capitalist and she will rain vibes. She was the boom horse. Was favourite rolling into like all up through it after their first start. And then they had, they, they ran into a bit of trouble, race shapes fell apart and all that. And the boom kind of like burst or the bubble burst. I just feel like he's been putting up better figures than, than cylinder chasing him. Like that run that he had behind um, in the silver slipper, he put up the same sort of sectionals there. So, and, and if you look at, did you guys watch his trial at Randwick on the 7th of March? No. No. <laughs> Hot. He won. He won by three lengths. So, put him in there, Corbs King's Gambit. I also reckon he's got the best name there. Yeah, I love it. Oh, I love um, I, to fly. I love that as well. I just love. King, I love King's Gambit. I think it sounds fucking epic. I think we can. I, I love think Steel City get, too. I want to pen. I want to pen Red Resistance on the pace of the race. Shinzu didn't put up a figure that can can win, and I think he's going to get buried. Ryan Moran's not a great thing. Chuck in Platinum Jubilee Corps. Yep. So number 11. That's what I was looking at next. 15. 15. Who we got there? Steel City. Yeah, and of course. Pen pen 14. Done. (laughs) And do you know what? I think we need to put in exploring. Barrier 9 will roll forward, likely to take up the lead, potentially will be on that rails coming around that bend. So chuck in exploring as well. $67. Nice. That's excellent. Love it. And and you'll see like last start, you'll see with exploring 7th of 16, only two and a half lengths behind little Brosy. Um, so it was pretty close. And he, he he actually beat Barber home and Barber's what? What's Barber's odds? $18. Six, $16 bucks and you got exploring 61s. Like, I can't see the difference, and I think you've got a better map with exploring. Oh, God, this is a good race. Oh, isn't it? It's close. It's very, how very close. Is, how big is your erection going to be come Golden Slipper time? <laughs> oh, mate, I'm going to have to be wearing the loosest fitting pants or it's going to hurt. <laughs> oh, it's such a good race. But if oh, you want your gun to my head, yeah, gun to my head, King's Gambit. 
Oh, wow. wow. I've got to write that real small because I fucked up. He's got, he's got, he's excited. I'm a, yeah, wow. I just can't wait it's, for that. I'm going to be riding oh, loon to fly home like crazy. I'll be screaming at a television somewhere. And and you what? Like honestly, like if I if learning to fly Kings Gambit or Steel City win, I'm happy. Like they, we've been following those horses, we've been backing those horses, we've been we've been spruking them. I just think if if one of those guys wins, I'll be just happy. God like it, it's good. it's one of those. It, it's it, for me, this race is never a launch day except for last year when I was so bullish on a particular horse. Um, yeah, rarely do I launch into these two-year-old races. Race nine. Uh, the Galaxy. This one looks great too. And I immediately, the eye is caught by our favourite, Uncommon James. 100%. So we look at it there. He's won the Oakley Plate quite comfortably in the end. He's beaten Lofty Strike, who we know came out last week and did so so well in the new market. Asphora has to turn the tables, gets a slight weight advantage now, but I just can't see it happening with with um, with it with the race. So I really like Uncommon James in this race, but I do have a few little things like well, let's touch on like say Eduardo. I thought he was out on his feet at a thousand meters. I don't think he's going to do well over eleven hundred meters, even though he's won this. Um, this, I think he's won this race before, but he's won the 1,100 metres at Rose Hill. He's also drawn really out. In the Congo, good horse, um, decent first up record, has has won, has a really good record at the distance. But if you go back and watch the trial, um, there was a trial back in February, 20th of Feb, he has trialled since then and won that race. But I really didn't like his trial in, in that race. And I thought Shades of Rose was a much better trial. And I think she's primed. Zoo style, we know, is only one speed. Rocketing by, overrated. As far as we touch on, Remark drops massively in weight. And I think when you look at that race that he had in the Group 2 Challenge, he he just, like, a 1,000 metres was too short. He was looking for a longer trip, and he gets it here. So he now drops back from 58.5 to 51.5 kilos, and I think he's right in this. Oh, the problem is the, the I know. I know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. It's just it's just like and it's all different trainers as well. It's like, come on guys, can you just just, just oh. Yeah. Bloody hell. No. So that shits me. Generation I think is overrated. And a map with the lightweight Michael D is a bit scary. Um Key Largo, I'm sick of Bryce uh Hayes putting this horse in all these group ones. He's not a group one horse. I think he's group three, and I think he would be immoral if he went to a group three race or a high BM. But he just keeps putting him in these races, and and I don't know what he's trying to do. Cannonball's in this race, which is a good chance. Um, but when you're looking at it purely from a perspective of the betting, I'd be chucking in two, six, and nine in the quaddy. Yeah, that Asfura looked um... – T- Tell me you added um... – Oh, you did Shades of Rose. Yeah, I do like. I really like Shades of Rose. Really good trials. Asfura really loomed up in that Uncommon James race, didn't he? And looked like he loomed up like he was the winner, and then Uncommon mm. James just put it away. Uncommon um, James had the race fitness, I feel. So I do do know that the horse is first up. However, Asfura has a good good record. Um, yeah, Asfura had a really really good gait in 
in the in that Oakley plate and rolled forward really nicely. Uncommon James was drawn out. So he had to do a little bit more work early and, and really had to ping in position. So you can make a case that, that um, Uncommon James had a, a more torrid run and was still strong to the line. Um, John McNeil's obviously flown up for the ride, which is interesting. So I'd definitely be putting two, six and and nine. And for mental health purposes, you could probably put Remark in as well because you don't want to be bombing out this leg. Uh, are we going to? I'm going to leave him no, out of it's, mine. It's, it's, it's not a punt, you know, If it's not a sole punt, but it's K-Mac, fuck me dead. Um, yeah, I don't know. Are we adding him in? I'm, put him in. <laughs> We have to. Fucking it would hell. fucking kill my mental health if he wins. Do you think Cannonball with 50 kilos could barrel that de- Definitely. You probably chuck Cannonball in there as well, Corbs, just in case. Wow. Jeez, 50 kilos, barrier one, 1,100. I think Uncommon, jo- Uncommon James with that barrier looks lethal. Oh, I, I really like Uncommon James. If I get up on that learning to fly race, I'll probably be launching Uncommon James as well. To I be love honest. that. I'd probably consider it as well. If I've got a D, if King's Gambit wins up, I'll be launching into Uncommon James. Do I write Uncommon down? Yeah, put him down. Yeah. He's going to your head bad. He's just racing so well. He's he's a great horse. Oh, isn't he? I love him. And and Stephen O'Day, that stable as well. I'm happy to put my faith in him. Oh, we love him, don't we? They're just such good trainers. All right, so race ten. All right, here's arguably the best bet on the card for me in Rose Hill. Fuck, yes. I know what you're going to say because you said it earlier right. to me. So, so Palazzo Pan. So I think this horse is a really, really good horse. Um, this is a group three, but I think this horse is group two and, and borderline group one quality horse. We've got Hugh Bowman in the saddle. So if you go back and look at the form of this horse, um, is one third in a group uh, group one Tatsiara over fourteen hundred meters behind Star Tontes and Snap Dancer, who is a girlfriend of mine. Um, has won the uh, group two Dane Ripper, beating Najmati Maramia, who's in the the race before um, April Wayne and a lot of other horses up here. Then came down to Sydney, ran within 0.9 of a length of Shades of Rose, who we touched on. Then went to the group two Golden Pendant and came within point. 06 of a length of Nimalee and actually um, beating quite a few good horses there. Then went down to Group 2 Tristark and came second, beating uh, Pride of Jenny, who we saw come out and almost steal the Coolmore last weekend at Group 1 level, and actually beat, um, yeah, well, beat, uh, just, just ran within a length of Chain of Lightning. So I think it's six bucks. I don't get how the price discrepancy between that and Zapatea. I thought Zapatea was quite shit in that group Oakley plate and was beaten comfortably by Chain of Lightning by about two lengths. So if you can line up that form. He's got he's got much superior form lines. That's And Muncie too. Muncie, oh, he'll, have it. he'll Muncie have it. At the hell. He'll have it juiced. So I've just, I've just <laughs> sent Corbs through the trial of Palacepan. So feel free to have a look at that in your due time, or you can watch it now, whatever you want to do. But have a watch of this trial and just watch how it just motors up under no riding and just goes past them. And Oracle Palacepan, when you gave it to us earlier, when you said it in the break, was mm-hmm. six fifty and has now dropped to sixes. You're kidding. Yeah. Is it money already? Already. It's it's gone from seven fifty seven, six fifty six. But when you gave it to me it was six fifty and two dollars fifty and now it's it, it, o- it opened at eight bucks. Fucking hell. 
So also what you got to remember is we'll have a good deck on Saturday. It's never missed the top three on a good deck. Five wins, two seconds, two thirds from nine starts. I'll just love that Huey Bowman's riding as well. Same. It's God, just it God just fills good. me with so much confidence. Like if you go down this, they've all all of these other horses have kind of been around their mark. I thought Sky Command. I really liked Sky Command last start, but I thought he's quite shit in that uh, Winona girl behind Jarley. Um, Jarley's good, good horse. I, I get that. Um, goes up in weight. I just think Palace Fan has the the form ahead, and I think it's heading towards a Doncaster. And I think it'll be a lightweight chance in that race. So we're putting this down as a moral oracle, Mor- at least a moracle each way, a moral, a moracle each a way. It's an, it's an each way moracle. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> That's so good. An each way moracle. Love that. And Thought and I what's our quaddy numbers for this? Uh, you, want, you want my quaddy numbers or do you want, want what we should be putting in? J- just do whatever is going to... Up. Stand out, stand out, Palaise fan. Wow, That's stand huge. out, Palaise fan. Six six bucks is an absolute gift. This horse is trod like a rocket. It's just better than these horses. I feel like we have someone listening to us, so these prices are bombing out. So I'm going to get on it right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting on it we right move, now. We move. We must have like a big syndicate or a, a bookie listening to us. Who knows? Fucking hell. Somebody might be outside listening, yeah. Who knows? Wow, that quaddie's got me rock hard. Let's hope we can get it. Wow, that's so good. That's going to, yeah, that's so good. Standing him out, I love that. All right. Mooney Valley. MV. So, really, there's only two races I really want to touch on. I just want to touch on race four and race, and the All-Star Mile and race seven. There's not much else going in this ray uh, in this deal. I think it's like it's definitely taking a backseat to Golden Slipper Day at Rose Hill. Yeah, perfect. We're not, we're, so we're not going to we won't go through them all. Um, no, there's gonna, no need. And we're going to do a quaddy for this. You reckon? Is it worth uh, it? A look or not really? I really have. I can. No, actually, no, I have really, It's the All Star Mile, the Typhoon Tracy Stakes, Alistair Clark Stakes, and Country Mile. Well, the Typhoon Tracy had Benedetta gone there, would have just been declaring it, oh. but it's obvious it's it's been spelled, unfortunately. And then what really hurts is Alligator Blood is a moral in the All-Star Mile, but we can touch on that further. Had Benedetta gone to the Typhoon Tracy, she would have been a moral. Had Virtuous Circle gone to the Alistair Clarks in race nine, he would have been a moral. And oh. then we could have just gone field in the last leg for that country series and just pray and hope that um, Shinka gets up. God. <laughs> we'll get one of these one day. Moral, 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 moral will. field. Yeah. <laughs> and, and all the morals will be launches in their own right. Yeah. Oh, be good. So, All-Star Mile, God, what a fantastic-looking race. Um, it is a good race. I feel like it's, it's, it's copped a bit of heat, though, because there's been a lot of drop-offs, like a lot of horses that I know I wish I win was pulled second in the voting and then pulled out. Yeah. Um, and then a few other horses. Then a couple of the um, – a couple of the like the emergencies just chose not to to select. So I know like Muanga was in there, and there was a few other horses that said, "No, I'm not going to do it." So we've ended up with she's a belter in there. All right, so she she's one, and then we've got the fortune teller is the emergency. Sosi Bond was also in there. <laughs> Crazy, and that's all from voting, right? No, so there's 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 voting for half the field, um, for majority of the field, and then there's four. 
four horses that are selected by the Mooney Valley, I think, or the VRC or something like that. Okay. So, yeah. So when we're looking at this race, we know what Keats is going to do. Keats is just going to roll forward from that inside gate. You probably might have Nugget there because it did roll forward last start, but I think Keats will definitely kick up and, and probably have it um, running there. I think Alligator Bludge is going to park outside of him. Gentleman Roy, Roy might try and push forward and, and see what he is, but he's going to get stuck three wide because Alligator Blood's not going to let him go forward or he's going to lead and then what's going to happen is Alligator Bludge just kick up and keep Keats in the pocket. Um, I can't see anything beating Alligator Blood. Okay. I think I think he's an absolute moral in this. Different story if we were at a different track like Sandown or if we were at a track like Flemington. I think I'd be more considerate of a horse like Cascadian and um, and Mr. Brightside, even my Oberon and those sort of horses. But I just think he has too much class. He's too strong and he loves the mile. He's had five starts for two wins and, and two seconds, and that that fifth was um, when um, – sorry, the other one was when he was injured anyway. His second up record is four starts from seven. Seven. He's had two seconds in the other one. I just think he's just going to be too good for him, and I, I just can't see them beating it. Where do, you, where do you think Mr. Brightside ends up in the run from barrier two there? I'm really concerned about where he is and what because we know that, that Craigie obviously has been the big rider for, for Mr. Brightside this whole time. Luke Curry's been over in, in Sha Tin and, and Hong Kong, so he hasn't been riding here. So he ha- I'm not sure if he's up to speed as such um, coming back here. He's, he'll obviously ride um, – ride Mr. Brightside and track work, but he's never ridden him before. So I've got concerns about that. Like Craigie's been his horse the whole time. So I think that's why you can probably warrant the drift. Um, and again, I don't know where he's going to get mapped because if Keats rolls forward, Nugget rolls forward, and then you've got Alligator Blood, Law of Indices, Gentleman Roy pounding, even she's a belter can probably roll forward and who knows what Sosibon wants to do from that wide barrier. He could end up right out the back or in this huge pocket and then just have nowhere to go running up bums for that that 170-metre straight. Yeah. I just think the way the race is set up here at Mooney Valley, it's just alligator loves to lose. And honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if he starts with a one in front of his name come race day or race time. Wow. That would be yeah, wild. That is epic. Yeah. I think, he, I think he's a dead set moral walking around. Okay. What's the other race we're touching on there, sorry? Touching on four. So it was a black booker of mine called Toronto Terrier. We touched on it a couple of weeks ago. Toronto Terrier, Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So I've, I've really liked this horse. I, I loved his 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 win at Packenham over the 1,200 uh, metres of Blake Shin on board. He clocked some very, very good times that were matched it for, for higher grade horses. Now, in his younger years, he's actually had some really good form lines. Like he finished within a... a a length of Miramasa over 1,400 metres. He ran in a maiden behind Aft Cabin, but you can forgive that run. That was on that real heavy torrential rain day, and he finished like nine lengths four, uh, fifth. Bel Air, actually, who I think is a favourite in this race, was um, six lengths behind. So you can probably forgive all those runs, and we're going to end up probably with a good deck on, on Saturday. So I wouldn't be worried too much by that. Um, he's also finished one and a half lengths off Ru- uh, Ruthless Dame in, in a maiden at Sandown over 1,300 metres. So I think he's a really, really good horse. I'm really puzzled by the placement, however, because he's he is going from 1,200 to 14, um, sorry, to 1,600 metres. So it is a 400 metre um, step up in trip, which is very interesting. And I know Bel Air is obviously flying and, and is doing really, really well. 
like she's finished within 0.7 lengths of Marble Arch, who we got on there at um at Pakenham. Uh, yeah. was three lengths off elliptical, but again, in that CS Hayes, I think it was an unlucky run. So I think Bel Air is rightly favoured, and I honestly think you can see Toronto Terrier drifting because you'll see the big syndicates that will probably jump um jump up and down about the step up and trip to the mile. So yeah, I've, I haven't I haven't dug deeper into to looking at any jump outs, but I'm pretty confident he would have had a jump out between his his last race start today just to get the fitness levels up. So I wouldn't be getting on Toronto Terrier now, but I wouldn't. Um, I'd probably be having a little snippet on him come race time because it wouldn't surprise me if he starts with a five in front of his name. Yeah, nice. Oh, I really like that. And I think Bel Air will probably start favourite because I think you're going to look at that. All the big syndicates are going to chime in. They're going to go, all right, Group Three CS Hayes form was unlucky. Elliptical might, who knows, might start favourite in that Rosewood Guineas. You'll then look at that Marble Arch, who looks a very, very above average horse put up a real good figure, final 200 metres at Pakenham. So you're looking and saying, all right, this horse is going to eat up the mile, drawn really nicely, and Ben Mellum's in the saddle. So you can see why people are going to be drawn to him. You can see where the money will probably come. So just wait for Toronto Terrier. I w- it's not a launch job by any means, but it's certainly something I want you to watch because that figure that he put up in his maiden as a three-year-old is very, very good. Nice. I love that. Right. So... um did you want to talk about got Jigsaw in the Gold Comet? No, so he didn't nominate. Oh, okay. Um, so he was he was in the nominations, but um, yeah, and we didn't end up. We've done our sorry, we've done our sneaky tips for Thursday and Friday at the start of the pod, or uh, we haven't done any Thursday Friday. But I, I want you to have a look we at the, we did the hurdles. Oh, that's tonight. Yeah, have a look at have a look at Doombin, okay? And I want you to go through. And just scroll through and have a look at race six and have a look at the odds of the favourite and who the favourite is. Isotope, yeah. Like, he's a group one horse. $3. And I went back and watched the trial of her back in on the 14th of Feb behind Baller. Um, it was the fastest trial of the day. Now, remember how we talked about Skirt the Law and how it rocketed home trial really well? Oh, one of a length. Uh, I'm sorry, oh, one of a second faster so it is same time essentially but isotope was great tony gollins kept her up here jimmy orman on board like what's not to like about that and 340 for a horse that was literally favorite for group ones in sydney only what 12 12 18 months ago yeah do you think that barrier scaring people off a little bit barrier 14 i don't know i wouldn't be because we know we know she's quite versatile there's a lot of speed in this race like Windside, I promise you, Compassionate, Extra Gear, Delph, Linger Beast, all can roll forward. And I took him just come down the outside and, and, and pick them all up. Like there's a fast pace I've got here in my map. Yeah, I really like that. She's just like I just, just I just fast. don't get how we get I just don't get how we're getting three bucks about her. Because I think she's gonna be back home. There hasn't been any travel. Like when when did she last race? Um when was that? Hang on, I'll have to. Dive a bit deeper here. In October last year. So she's had plenty of time off. She had six months off. Um, it was only a three lengths behind Asphora, who we know is is a fancy of ours in, in a Group 1 galaxy. Yeah. Could this be another little cheeky moral, possibly? I don't want to. I don't want to yeah. declare it just because of just just Too the the knows. runs that she's had, and I know she's she's had her issues in the past. 
what what I do recommend for the listeners because ours ours will come out tomorrow morning when it come. Yeah, yep, yep. I'll yeah, just go tomorrow. go into Google and search the final gallop Tony Golan and listen to his um report on Isotope because he'll he'll send it and he's usually pretty honest with the punter in that in that little vodcast. So just listen to that. It's called the final gallop on Tony Golan's racing's website and he'll give a little spill on on Isotope and how well she's going. But I thought her trial was very nice and the fact that Jimmy Orman's been booked is a is a really positive sign to me. All right. Excellent. That's a great way to finish the pod. Um, yeah. You didn't want to touch on anything else? Do you want to do a Thursday tip for the lads? Yeah, for sure. All right. So let's go to Gosford Race 8 tomorrow. Good old Gosford, hey? Race 8. Yeah, good old. Yeah, Race 8. Got him. Got him? Yeah, yeah. what do you like here? I really like the favourite, Kyobi. Okay. All right. So Kobe's really, really, really good horse. He's been stepping up in grade, demolished a BM64 field um, in October last year, has trialed like an absolute rocket here in March. Really, really like the horse. Handles all surfaces. Really, really good horse. Lock Eagle has been gelded, which is obviously is a big thing. Usually it's an ultimate gear change. His trials have been very, very lacklustre, particularly the one on the 24th of Feb. I wasn't really sold on it. Um, Audette, good horse, um, really, really like it. Trial really, really nicely on the 8th of Feb also. Um, so I can see why it's in the market. I think it's – I've got So Good, So Cool in my uh, black book, but I think it's going to be outclassed here. Um, and I don't like the booking of Andrew Gibbons. Would have preferred um, Dylan. But, uh, yeah, I really like Kyobi. Nice little race, this. Yeah, it's a really good little race. So this is the this is the qualifier for the um, the provincial mid, midway championships in during the um the, during the championships there at Randwick. So winner gets this gets a gets into the race. All right, nice. Well, I'll have a little something on that for sure. That's have, epic. have a little something. Have a little something on that, and yeah, let's hope it's a winner. It's about four dollars, four dollars, five dollars around that. Yeah, I got fives and two, which is great. There you go. Awesome. All right. Well. Thanks for uh, coming on, Oracle. This has been a joy. It was a good, good chat. That was a great one. All right, boys. Yeah. Well, we'll uh, we'll talk on the weekend, and good luck, everyone. Talk to you soon, lads. See ya, Oracle.